0: Get to the Root of It is a podcast for the curious health seekers hoping to figure out the root causes of symptoms in order to live a happier and healthier life. We look through the lens of functional and integrative medicine, occupational therapy, yoga, health coaching, and environmental wellness in hopes of sharing valuable ideas that may help someone in some way. We will take deep dives into root causes of autoimmunity and all types of dementia and cognitive decline in order to increase our understanding so that we can reduce our risk and optimize health for ourselves and our loved ones. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical care. We recommend speaking to your own practitioner with any medical questions or health concerns. Welcome to Get to the Root of It. I am here today with Emmy Vadne or Vadness, depending on which member of the family you are and how you would like to pronounce it. Welcome, Emmy.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. So um, I'm just going to read a little bit about Emmy so you can get to know her, and then we're going to jump into questions. So Emmy is an occupational therapist, an intuitive healer, health coach, teacher, consultant, and writer. She provides holistic and integrative health care and intuitive development education to healthcare practitioners and organizations. She is the founder of the Holistic OT Community and is in private practice in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I found her because of her connection to the Holistic OT Community. Thank you so much for setting that up. How long has that been going?
1: Oh, over 10 years now.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So what I didn't know until we recently... Um, met beyond this, the the back and forth on emails, is that you have a book. And once I started to really dig into what this book was about, that, oh my gosh, will you please come talk to our community? You're going to be um, a perfect guest. So the the book is titled Intuitive Development, How to Trust Your Inner Knowing for Guidance with Relationships, Health, and Spirituality. So do you want to share a little bit about how this Book evolved.
1: The book evolved over many years, as you can imagine. It's, I would say, a gathering of a lot of different experiences I've had personally, professionally, and also with people I've taught intuition to, clients, quote, patients I've worked with in healthcare. It essentially began when I was a new occupational therapist over 25 years ago now, I graduated in 1996. And within two years, I was already experiencing burnout, although some people refer to that as moral injury. And I would definitely say I was in the moral injury camp, meaning that I was not able to provide the services the way I wanted to, not in all cases, but just kind of overall and the productivity standards were very high. Essentially, I stopped working as an occupational therapist for a year or more, and I found myself working at a holistic health center because I had heard about energy healing from two physical therapists one day after working at a skilled nursing facility just to pick up a couple continuing ed credits, and they said that we could positively impact people's health without physically touching them. And my mind was just blown. I was a skeptic in the true sense of the word. I wasn't a scoffer. I was just really questioning it. And so I listened to their talk and it sounded fascinating to me. And I recall having seen acupuncture charts many years previously and always been very interested in what those represented. What were those meridians? What were they about? I have since come to know that they are a pathway at least from traditional Chinese medicine, of how the energy can circulate through the body in a very detailed way uh, that's sort of similar to our nervous system and circulatory system. So when I was experiencing my, really experiencing symptoms of PTSD, depression, anxiety, I learned that there was a Qigong energy healing class around the corner for me at a holistic health and wellness center. So I started taking classes there and we learned how to work with our energy to cultivate it through breath and meditation and through using ourselves as an instrument. There, I learned through meditation that our intuition can really strengthen and energy healing anybody who's listening who maybe is interested in or has practiced qigong or reiki or healing touch or maybe those who maybe are part of the christian faith laying on of hands know that intuition is the main component that is used because it's you're working with sense you're using senses uh in an arena where essentially it's what we typically think of sort of as invisible realm or working with our own consciousness which we now know that A lot of physicists are saying that really everything is connected equals MC squared, even though we might think that there is the energetic spiritual realm, then there's the physical materialistic realm and they're somehow separate. It seems that way, but it's really on a continuum and they really blend together. So the short story to all of this is that my intuition really grew leaps and bounds because we were taught how to assess people's energy with our intuition. And then I also met my spiritual intuitive teacher. And so I did specific individual tutoring and training. And then there was a group of us who worked with her for, for many years. And still so we meet, I still meet regularly with that group. And then I took more classes related to holistic health, which now is becoming more known as integrative health. And I learned how these approaches can really help us with our health, wellness, and uh, prevention of disease and illness. So I was an integrative medicine practitioner from 2003 to 2005 at Abbott Northwestern Hospital in Minneapolis at what is now the Penny George Institute for Health and Healing, and provided a lot of great integrative health approaches there, inpatient, outpatient, all over the hospital. So I really got trained to use these various Energy healing, uh, various forms of body work. I'm also nationally certified in therapeutic massage and body work, and that really strengthened my abilities to to use these techniques. and And intuition is really at the core of a lot of these. And then when I came back into private practice, I started teaching intuitive development classes, and I noticed how much it dovetailed into healthcare. And when I was at the hospital, I worked alongside holistic nurse clinicians, and I thought, well, why don't we have holistic OTs? I knew that what's formerly been known as complementary alternative medicine and now getting to be more known as complementary integrative health, that that was something that was not really represented well in the occupational therapy profession. And so I started blogging about it and I connected with another OT and we started writing for a magazine and anyway, so just then I started building up the, the holistic OT community and I created courses for healthcare professionals, and really this book mirrors a lot of what I teach in those continuing ed classes as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I love how the book is extremely, um, well, it's it's long, <laughs> but it's easy to read. It's very well resourced. Um, I love all of your pages of references at the end. Um, you have really high praise um, from, from the forward and from multiple people who have spoken very highly at the beginning. If you don't mind, I'm just gonna read the the one by Larry Dossey, author of One Mind, how our individual mind is part of the greater consciousness and why it matters. Mm-hmm. So this is one of many um, pieces of high praise for Emmy's book. He says, our sources of inner wisdom are powerful and plentiful, but they await the proper nudge to unfold in our lives. In intuitive development, Emmy Vadne provides keys to unlock this treasure. So we're gonna get into some of those keys to unlocking um, the treasure that I guess everyone has. Does everyone have intuition?
1: Yes, Yes. everyone has intuition. And by the way, Larry Dossey is a medical doctor who is really one of the pioneers in holistic and integrative health and has done just a lot. He and his wife have done a lot and she's a nurse in this area. Um, so I just want to acknowledge them. Yes, we all have intuition.
0: Yeah. So um, I would have to say that maybe in my in my adult head, I'm a, a skeptic. And when I go into like my knowing child heart, Um, I'm really not skeptical because as a child had lots of kind of intuitive experiences. And then um, I guess as it happens to many people, they sort of fade away as you get buried in the logic. So you have um, a quote at the beginning of the book that I'd also like to share, which I think um, is a really good place to start. It says, it is my intention and dream that more people will be taught how to develop their intuition, that they will understand how they intuit and strengthen this inherent gift we all have. I would like to see intuition classes taught as commonly as logic classes are taught. Logic is important. Intuition is important. Both combined can be exponentially powerful. So share a little bit about that. So what is intuition? How is it different from logic? Um, you said everybody has this gift, so you don't have to be, have some special, um, you know, quote, unquote. You don't have to be specially gifted. So I'll let you go from there. Intuition, what is it?
1: The short answer is that it's an inner knowing. It's your own inner wisdom. And we have different functions of how we experience ourselves in the world. We have the thinking mind, we have our senses, and we have emotions. So intuition is a way of knowing, and what I would say is really truth. And I would also say that it's the highest wisdom. It's your true self, your true knowing. And I would also say it's love, which is why I painted a heart on the cover of my book, is that if you're ever wanting to really understand a situation better or want to make a decision, you can just simply place your hand over your heart and connect with that part of you that's loving, kind, compassionate, and wise and really allow yourself to switch into that state of being. And you're going to be able to see your life or the situation much more clearly because what can happen is that we can get caught up in thoughts, we can get caught up in doubt, fear, negative emotions, questioning ourselves. And it can challenge our ability to make good choices going forward. An example might be that a person was raised to, maybe they were raised in a family of lawyers, and it's sort of expected that they go to law school. Well, that child might go to law school, but maybe that really wasn't the fit for them and they knew that but they did it because it was expected of them Uh, or maybe they really wanted to be an attorney and then they did that and it was exactly accurate so I think most people listening if you're wondering about your intuition another way to think about it is when was a time that you did something that you knew was right for you and you did it and it worked out really well Or when was a time that you wanted to do something and you went ahead and did something that you knew was just went against, like part of you wanted to do it, but part of you didn't want to do it, and so you did it anyway, but you knew it didn't feel right. And you went ahead and did it, and you're just like, oh, this didn't, like maybe a relationship. (laughs) Um, And, or maybe a job. And in retrospect, if you look back on that situation, what was happening for you that you knew that was A, the right choice when it turned out well, or B, a choice that wasn't really serving you and others to the best of, you know, highest good and greatest joy for all concerned? And if you look back on those situations, that's going to really give you clarity on how you intuit and so that when you go forward you can make better choices the challenge is, is that we can get caught up in our head, so we can start analyzing judging we can start having echoing previous experiences that might have been negative in extreme forms that would P- be PTSD on whether something is a good or healthy choice or not and so then we can kind of get you know knotted up and which is really the root word of of anxiety of is this the right thing for me or the right decision? So in my book, I give a lot of different exercises on how you can connect more deeply with your intuition. You know, I've de- I titled it Intuitive Development. And yes, I think you can hone it and, and have it become more refined. I think really it's uncovering what's already there for you.
0: Right. So you mentioned one simple exercise, just putting your hand on your heart and kind of checking in. Um, for someone who is new at listening to their, their intuition or, um, their gut instinct or their, um, their sixth sense or however you want to refer to it. I'm assuming they're all sort of similar. Like if you, if you have this gut feeling about something, can that also be intuition?
1: Right. So most of us have intuitive abilities, uh, that can fall into common categories or areas or ways that we perceive them. But I think that we all can have our own unique ways for intuition to come forward. And I just want to also add that intuition can also sometimes be synonymous with psychic functioning or telepathic abilities or ESP, being able to pick up on other people's emotions or thoughts. Um, Physics has also shown that time and space really... Don't exist. You know, it's an illusion, really. It sure there's there's again in the world of form we have some of that, but but research has shown that we can instantaneously, when two objects have already interacted and we're all have previously come from source, that they can know about each other and know what's happening with each other within an instant, no matter's you know distance in space or time so the the the, when you ask about the definition of intuition it's an inner knowing but it also can extend over to ways of knowing that are true and accurate that are often that go beyond what we kind of think of as just the materialistic logical analytical world so i just wanted to to mention that
0: (laughs) okay yeah maybe we'll come back to that because um I'm interested in in maybe delving into that a little bit more, but I want to ask if you might share a couple of techniques in addition to putting your hand on your heart that might allow people to connect with their intuition if they're new to this, or even if they're not new to this.
1: Right. So I was uh, mentioning that we all intuit in slightly different, there there are several ways we can intuit. So we can intuit, like you mentioned, a gut feeling and inner knowing dreams are another way that intuition can come to people They can be flashes of insight. It can come to you if you're listening to the radio or streaming a podcast or multiple podcasts or this podcast or um, listening to CDs or what have you, reading books, magazines, something, a blog online, and you keep hearing messages over and over being repeated to you, it's probably something for you to pay attention to. We have our five senses, being able to see, smell, hear, taste, feel. And those are all ways that we can intuit. Um, And you ask about an exercise. So the main, there are definitely, I can give you kind of some simple examples, but I would say that for those who are really interested to truly develop this and, and hone it and strengthen it more, I think a dedicated meditation practice is really, Um, necessary. At least that's how I was trained. And then for me, it was also practical application. So not only did I meditate, but I actually was working with individuals. Now I'm not saying that everybody listening has to do that in order for it to strengthen. I'm just offering that I've logged (laughs) thousands of hours of uh, meditating and then actually being in a meditation, in effect, with clients while I'm helping them with their energy and intuiting for and with them so I, I mentioned that because I think that if people just kind of dip their toe in or try to do, you know, a quick uh, one or two techniques and they say, oh, well, I didn't get anything. I just want to offer <laughs> you're, you're going to want to probably spend um, minimally 20 minutes, three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes, three times a week in some type of meditation. So I think that it's good actually to have a teacher Um, and somebody who can help you navigate that most people do fine with meditation but sometimes people can have reactions that they didn't anticipate so I think it's really good to get a guide with that one uh so yes going back to the heart being able to connect and focus on the heart so a simple uh, exercise and I've got my own YouTube channel with different meditations for free if anybody wants to go to that that um, that you can look for this I've got a heart meditation and If you're having an area of your life where you're having a hard time, I think one of the ways that intuition can be the most helpful is for making decisions or getting clarity and understanding about a situation in life. So let's say that you're trying to decide if if you want to take a job that was offered to you, or maybe you've got two jobs being offered to you. You can place your hand over your heart or just connect with your breath, focus on your heart, connect with feelings of love, gratitude, compassion, joy, and take a minute or two with each of those components and really let yourself feel into that state of consciousness. Now, I know we all have hurts and pains and past wounds and grief. We're diving past that. It doesn't mean that we're spiritually bypassing and forgetting about those. That's definitely get support. And by the way, I think that working uh, through therapy, I've done therapy myself and I still get support with healing. From others, and I do my all the techniques I use with clients, I I do for myself. So, I think that those components can help us to heal past wounds so that we don't overlay them onto what we think is our intuition and get confused by it. So, that's why we want to get really clear, connect with your higher self then you can go back and look at the situation and you'll probably have a better sense of what to do. And you can, people talk about what feels right. Some people are quite empathic and can get a sense like, do you lean toward it? Do you lean away from it? And I have a, a meditation in the book and also on my YouTube channel called The Special Place, which I was taught in a guided imagery training I did years ago and essentially it's imagining, it's like taking a little mini vacation really, and imagining being someplace special or peaceful, and you use all of your senses to imagine being there, and I guide you step by step on bringing in different senses, and when you do that, it gives you a sense of, literally, which senses are more active. So then as you go forward, you'll have a better idea of which senses are gonna be most active for you with your intuition. But I think that first and foremost, We want to not overthink intuition because that's the antithesis. I think you mentioned earlier about what's the difference between intuition and logic. Logic is analyzing, it's comparing, it's judging, it's being critical. All of that is helpful. But if we're not also doing that from a place of more of an expansive state of consciousness and really feeling into all of the situation and really using discernment, we might miss what could be helpful for us? Uh, one other tool I want to mention that I'm a huge fan of is, so meditation, uh, getting an idea of what senses are active, connecting with your heart, trusting how you intuit. You might already, like if I were you know, to ask you, Laurel, how do you, how do you know that you intuit? Do you have a sense of how you intuit?
0: So I was just talking with my husband about this recently, and I use this in my vows at our wedding. I said that this was the first time where my head and my heart agreed. Mm. Like there was, there was total balance. There was agreement where, you know, um, I had met lots of nice people before him who I thought would be good, you know, but they weren't, my head and my heart weren't in agreement. And that for me is what, it it's just it's hard to explain. There's um,
1: that's why it's a knowing. You just yeah. knew that it was right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a perfect example because you mentioned your head and your heart. So if we were to say, which I don't think they're separate, um, as far as sometimes people try to say that the intuition is one part of the body and logic is another place. But just for to kind of help illustrate the point, we could say that that the heart is intuition and the head is the rational mind. But really, if you if you work with the mind fully, you are then actually in the holistic, expansive state and integrating logic and intuition, and it's all just one, and you're just really in the fullness of it, which is what it sounds like you were doing. So I just want to mention that the one of the other tools that I really love are intuitive cards. So that was one of the key ways, in addition to meditation, that my teacher helped me develop my intuition was by creating my own intuitive card deck. She would call it the, she called it the any cards. I have come to call them some symbolic or intuitive cards. And I give instructions in my book on how to create those, which is a very fun, simple exercise to do. And it's very similar to tarot, but it's your own soul. It's your own consciousness of how you created that. So you can go into a meditation, you come up with um uh, images or words you create images and then you can ask the cards questions and basically it's just helping you reflect back to you around wherever you're putting your focus in your consciousness and that's what we're starting to we're you know science is really starting to hone in on more is that where we put our attention and our consciousness we can make things happen and manifest and we can also get more information from it and so that's just another way of of connecting but I've taught classes where I've had people look into each other's eyes and send simple messages and people have been able to share and receive those messages and I would imagine you with your husband Laurel that you have probably uh, many psychic intuitive encounters where maybe I mean is there are there any that come to mind for you when you think about Your husband, I'm sure you're quite bonded, which is quite common in very closely bonded relationships.
0: Yeah. There's um, one that comes to mind. We weren't married yet, but we were living together. And he got a flash of something that I was going to do, like... 10 minutes from now, like before I, we left the apartment, I was gonna sing Duke of Earl. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl, Duke, Duke. <laughs> like this random vision that he had. He was like, oh my gosh. And he wrote on a piece of paper, you're gonna sing Duke of Earl before you walk out the door. Wow. And he put it down. <laughs> and 10, 20 minutes later, when I was about to walk out the door, I started singing it. And he runs over and grabs the paper. And he's like, fuck, I knew that was gonna happen you know, that's random and bizarre. Um, but I think it's fun and interesting and validating to share these kinds of stories because, um, there was another time in my life when I had just started really meditating with, um, you know, I'd, I'd gone through an MS diagnosis. I was totally stressed. I was worried about my future. Should I have a third child? And I was getting acupuncture regularly and started meditating. And um, one of the kids asked me about, again, this is silly maybe, but it's it's a story that is validating. He said, what, is, um, what does custom mean? If like something is custom made, I'm like, well, for example, like a motorcycle or something, like you can go into a regular shop and just get any motorcycle that's just black and normal, but somebody might want a motorcycle that has like a really long front wheel and like high handlebars and like flames on the side. And three seconds later, one of those pulls up at the intersection. <laughs> and I was like, like that, like that one. And a random, you know, random, I don't know if they were, things started happening like that. Um, so then I stopped meditating and those things stopped happening. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I like the way you set up the book because it's, it's really explained things. Well, things are really referenced well, and then you tell a story. And I think stories are what kind of hit home for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You have any stories that you feel comfortable sharing personal or maybe one that was in the book from a, a client?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to share a story or two. I just want to highlight that a couple of the components you just mentioned there. So with your husband, with him saying that, and I I love how he knew to, it was like he wanted to show you, (laughs) look, this is amazing. And he knew to write it down. One could describe that as a form of precognition. And then you mentioned describing a custom motorcycle and then one drove by. That could be termed a synchronicity or serendipity. Or um, I actually got to interview a gentleman, uh, Dr. Bernie Beitman, who actually has a podcast. And he, uh, we talked about meaningful coincidences. He's actually the first person, he's a psychiatrist, to study these synchronicities to any depth, like Carl Jung, since Carl Jung. So if anybody's interested to check him out, and I got to interview him on the New Thinking Allowed uh, YouTube channel where I'm a co-host on, and basically he's offering that this is all part of the psychosphere of which we're all a part, and that it's really demonstrating the oneness of which we're all a part. And then it seems to be, I mean, it's different for everybody. So I'm just curious, and then I'll be happy to share a story. What did that mean for your husband? Did he share was was that meaningful for the two of you somehow that you were going to sing that song?
0: Um, the song itself not particularly meaningful, but it was um, just one of many examples that you know were connected and meant to be together. He would also get my pregnancy pains or
1: <laughs> right, right those kind of things. Yeah. So right. So there. So. So when we have those meaningful synchronicities, they're showing us that our intuition may be accurate. So for you and your husband, we do, you know, for the two of you, you could say, you know yourself, we do really have a meaningful bonded, meant-to-be relationship. So it so it solidifies that. And having the motorcycle come by you know, one could say was that precognition as well. I think it could also be in the realm of precognition or synchronicity. And so again, it's showing, so I'll ask you, did you, what do you think about that experience with that motorcycle having just described it and then it goes by?
0: Well, for me in hindsight, um, those types of things that happened, um, brought a feeling of of wellness, of happiness, of contentment, of it produced a good feeling. And when you have good feelings and they happen, you know, over and over, you're just in a happier state. And in hindsight, I was like, oh, I was really happier when I meditated regularly. (laughs) Maybe I should
1: do that again. Well, thank you for sharing that. And and I think that that's what I love about intuition is that that's what was happening in my life is that I was having these experiences that were, some people will call them signs, right? Like, oh, you're on the right path. And you mentioned about meditating. I think that's exactly it is being open to and in the flow of consciousness so that we can have a good sense of what is you know am i on the right path here am i doing what gives me meaning purpose joy love harmony peace all of those components and the more that we can immerse ourselves in bathe steep ourselves in whatever helps us to get into that those states of consciousness we can be validated by those experiences to say hey you are in the right path Hey, look, your husband is so in sync with you. He knows what you're about to do. Hey, you explaining this story, was it to your child, did you say? you? Were, mm-hmm. Yeah, that it gave you a sense of wellness. And so that's what's so beautiful about these experiences. So you asked about a story. I just wanted to share. I'm married as well, and I, I'll i share a really brief one with my husband, and then I'll share the stories that are really the same theme that had me realize, hey, there's really something going on here. Um, undoubtedly. My husband and I, he's a chef, but frequently, even if he wasn't a chef, this would probably happen anyway, but we will frequently think about, oh, I really would love to have, oh, I don't know. I really would love to have Indian food this weekend. I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, it's Wednesday. I really would love to have Indian food. And then that night or the next night, my husband will go grocery shopping and he'll come home with ingredients for Indian food. And he'll say, I don't know about you, but I just really feel about, feel like having Indian food this weekend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's totally what I want too. (laughs) And it just, that, that often happens, but it happens in in many areas of our life, right? Like maybe with you and your husband, if you're going to make a purchase or a home improvement, or who knows, maybe take a trip or, that you're in sync. And so it just keeps, I think can really validate our lives as well. So the story about when I knew that, that this ability that we all have is really strong and and that there's something going on was that my brother married and I kept having dreams of his wife being pregnant. And it went on for months but when I first had the dream I called her and said I had a dream that you were pregnant and she this was back in the days before cell phones and it was actually an answering machine and she got my message and like a voicemail and said oh my gosh I just got back from the doctor and I found out I'm pregnant how did you know well, not only did I dream, and they're called announcing dreams. They're they're most commonly they actually are quite they're not uncommon, and they often happen to the the mothers who are about to have a child. Well, I was having dreams about who is now my niece. She's in her twenties. I knew what she looked like. I knew her personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew her sex. You know how you know what sex she was going to be born with, and. So anyway, that happened two more times with that same sister-in-law. And I knew both times before she did, before there was any signs, before she even, or maybe around the time she might have had just maybe skipped a period. And so there was what I'm getting at is there were no signs to me outwardly in the physical world that um, one could say, oh, maybe you're picking up on pheromones or whatever. Well, even if I was, how did I know what each child's sex was? How did I know... And one time she even said she was she was trying to plan a birth a diff- at a different time in her life because of work. Um, I was right. She was like, no, I can't be. But then it turned out. And then so the third time I'm driving down to the hospital, I've got my my mother on the cell phone. And I said, well, this last child is going to be like this one. It's going to be a girl, but their personality is going to be a, a little bit more feminine, a little bit more playful. Um and, that, and and look like the first girl and the second boy is going to look like one of my brothers and so forth. And so it was just irrefutable that we all have these abilities, but some of us are more open to them and some of us are more closed to them. And I think that that's really, you know, these exercises can help us to be more in that kind of river or stream of those abilities. And it isn't necessarily to get caught up in ego about them it isn't to say hey look at my cool you know human parlor tricks or anything like that it's really about how can you be in the flow of life and really living from your own authentic true self in love joy harmony and manifesting what gives you the greatest joy with what you desire yeah yeah
0: i think we both went into occupational therapy because we wanted to help people, because it was holistic, um, and the the title of this podcast is "Intuition's Role in Healing," and what I have learned is that um, we we all have the ability to heal, and but it's often very helpful to have a, a partner or a guide to help you get in touch with your own intuition mm-hmm. because. So can you share um, how intuition can play a role in healing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. As my career and your career has evolved, and I think we're in parallel paths, we recognize how, and the World Health Organization is echoing this, that 80% of chronic conditions can be prevented through healthy lifestyle and healthy choices, which... I'm not always perfect with my health. I don't want to sound like I am, but there's a lot we can do to stay healthy. So I just want to put a plug in that it isn't just for those listening who are like, oh, I don't have any health problems. Well, your intuition can help you stay well. And so I think to your point about your example with your story with your husband with that fun song is that you're tapping into and connecting with your intuition and strengthening. it. It can help you be more joyful and do what you want in life, which can help you stay well. I mean, there's tons of research and I put a lot of it in my book, as you mentioned about how, when we are in a more, I mean, right. We all want to be happy and and for good reason, because we literally have more resilience. We have greater heart rate variability, which is correlated with less heart disease and stroke and diabetes. And when we are more happy and healthy, not that we're always going to feel happy and healthy because I know that we can have challenges in life and we need those to grow. I get that. And we can have grief and loss. It's not always skipping through the daisies. But the more that we can manage and cope and navigate those situations, the more that we can stay well and prevent disease and, and, not have, and, and also uh, make healthier choices, for example, with what we might eat or drink or not eat or drink. And one of the things that I've really noticed that's a big fulcrum around intuition with health, wellness, and prevention is stress, is that the more that we can lower our stress or have less stress, which again, we're in a high stress, high anxiety time and a critical mass really on this planet Earth at the moment, which I know is no easy task, but the more that we can engage in activities that help us to... Manage our stress to understand the root of our stress. Like, is there some unresolved trauma or grief I need to pay attention to? Or do I have unhealthy habits and routines that I need to really take a good look at? For example, like we both mentioned, meditation. Well, if you're adverse to that term, maybe just find things that help you relax. Or maybe it's taking a bath. And I list in my book that. Actually, tons of different ways of you know, maybe it's going for a walk or listening to music or having a dance party in your living room or getting together with friends and baking healthy treats or something like that that we can then navigate our life better, but we can also be more in harmony with ourselves. And I just want to add, too, that part of my story of coming into more into intuition and writing a book about it, a whole book about it, which did take, three years pretty much writing every day for several hours a day that when I was new in healthcare, I was just like, this is, this healthcare system is sick itself, but I didn't have many, there was hardly anybody around there validating that to me. So I felt like I was the crazy one when I really wasn't. And it was my intuition that guided me forward and helped me to navigate new ways of delivering healthcare and prevention and wellness which was not happening in healthcare it's happening more now so um i forgot your original question <laughs> um
0: I, I i don't know <laughs> you you made me think of something else that i had the the benefit of having my first occupational therapy job in Scotland. Oh, I remember the
1: question now, but go
0: ahead and- Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll come back to it. You oh, finish okay. your
1: thought. Your question was around using intuition and healing. And I went on a whole thing about health, wellness, and prevention. Cause I just want to mention that first and foremost, and even if you are dealing with some type of chronic condition, that it can help you to feel well, which is in the true sense and definition of the word well-being, is that you can feel well in the presence or absence of disease. So as far as actually like if somebody has a health condition whether it's acute or chronic, intuition can be beautiful because it can help you to navigate in addition to getting support from your healthcare professionals. I'm not at all and please don't misconstrue that this is a substitute for getting medical care or, you know, consult please consult with your primary healthcare practitioners and I mentioned that in my book as well that it can help you to connect with your own inner knowing on what will help you in your recovery process. I've helped many people, cancer is one that comes to mind, who are recovering from cancer to help them learn about how to connect deep within themselves on maybe A, why they have the cancer, maybe B, what will help heal it, see what might be the psychological trauma or emotions around the cancer now i get it some cancers are brought on by environment or maybe through substances in the body it's not i'm not trying to blame victim blame anybody who has cancer i will say though that. that pretty much everybody i've guided. In meditation, guided imagery, which is a way of going within to connect with intuition, because you're quieting, you're limiting that, and brain scans have shown this too, you're limiting the fast firing of the cortex, and you're able to get into more of the deeper aspects of the brain that we don't normally connect with. And then a person can start to understand what their healing journey is about and they can give more meaning to what's happening for them it can create less suffering because then they understand and i'm not making any suggestions to them whatsoever about what their healing journey is about and that's why i love intuition is because it's helping the person come to themselves and what's meaningful to them about why it's occurring what they're learning in the experience Is there anything, and I get it sometimes, you know, like I said, there's external factors that may be involved, but how can a person be more empowered and intuition can help empower a person to understand why it's happening and what might help it heal and how they can navigate that the best going forward. And it's great because once a person knows how to go within and they've done it enough times, it's something you can do on your own as well.
0: And when your head and your heart, as the way I describe it, you know, are agree- in agreement, you feel comfortable, like you're doing the right thing. Yes. You let go of the, of the judgment, and you're just like, okay, I'm on the right track. And that feels good. That feels good.
1: And that can lower stress, which helps a person. Here's the thing. When a person is really stressed, they're having a harder time connecting with their intuition because their hair's on fire. You know, depending on the continuum of how stressed they are. But if they're like above a four or five out of ten on a stress scale, they're getting pretty starting to get more anxious. And so the more that we can get a person to lower that, which a lot of holistic integrative health approaches, massage, meditation, acupressure, aromatherapy, energy healing, a lot of these can help lower stress levels, cortisol levels, a per- person can literally think better. I mean You know, when you and I were growing up, Laurel, we probably heard comments something like, if somebody thought you were getting a little bit stressed, oh, go take a deep breath. Well, now we know that taking a deep breath actually activates the vagus nerve and it can literally shift the physiology. I mean, it isn't just like a one and done. You take a nice deep breath and everything's roses. It's not. But there's actual true science behind this and that's where the dovetail of cultivating intuition actually is a healthy practice because the same many of the same if not all of the techniques that I describe in my book that help you connect with your intuition and strengthen it and trust it more which is really the tricky part a lot of people have a hard time trusting it the more you practice it and then develop it apply it to your life and then you get feedback on the outcomes you start to dial it in and trust it more the more that you um you know are able to just overall feel better. And then those techniques can also help with recovery and uh, prevention of disease. Right.
0: So, you, when you're in that state, you activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which I talk a lot about yes. in my yoga classes. Like yes. I'm, thanks for mentioning that, yoga. Um, yoga is another great one. <laughs> that long, slow exhale mm-hmm. tells your body it's okay. You know, you get into your rest, digest, and heal mode, Um, and when you're in that space, when the parasympathetic nervous system is is in charge, you are able to rest, digest, and heal. And the flip side is that sympathetic nervous system when your hair's on fire, (laughs)
1: you know, which is how
0: we spend most of our time.
1: Exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. And yoga has been used for thousands of years. Meditation has been used for thousands of years. And if you look at the eight limbs of yoga, the eighth limb is samadhi, which is a union with the divine, the oneness. And that's really what we're doing with intuition As lofty as it may sound, you're really able to connect more fully with yourself, but also with all of the universe. And then, you know, you can there's different exercises to kind of work energetically because sometimes you don't always want to be, you know, but connecting with the the best of the universe um, and getting into those higher vibrations of your own energy and your own consciousness, which is what the yogis have been doing for millennia. Right.
0: Since, since you mentioned the divine, um, is, is it easier or harder or is there conflict with intuition whether you're secular or religious what's the the balance there
1: i think it's wherever you're at your intuition is with you it's just sometimes you might be more dialed into it or less dialed into it or I kind of think of like a radio dial right where there's the static when you're not on the station but when you get into that dial it in and you're on that and you can hear clearly and there's less static and you're in your intuition It's really what works for everybody. Some people find that their religious spiritual practices help them. Prayer is a great way to connect with intuition. Some people will say that prayer is asking and intuition is listening. I mean, there's different forms of prayer, and I'm sure that some people are, um, you know, I, I know there's different types of that. But essentially, when I'm working with somebody, a client or a student, and they want to develop their intuition or I'm helping them on a healing journey, I ask them about their spiritual and religious background, if they have one, and I have worked with people who identify as atheist, and so it's not necessary to have a religious or spiritual journey to, that you're on, or to have one, or to. Um, it, it can, but it can be synonymous. You, your intuition, by all means, can and does strengthen your spirituality because. And then it gets in, begs the question of what's spirituality. And that's different for everybody. So really, it's what is unique to that individual. But no, it's not a requirement to have that kind of religious or spiritual practice to develop your intuition. However, what happens for most people when they start, let's say, developing a quiet relaxation or meditation practice is that they start having more experiences. Like what you said, when you started, when you were meditating more, you had more synchronicities and more precognitive experiences. And so what happens is that when people have those experiences, like what happened with me, with uh, three of my beautiful nieces and nephew who are now, um, I don't have children, but they're probably some of the closest people might be considered, you know, the closest to what I might have as children. I could not doubt that that was a very real experience. And and sometimes people have these experiences that just come out of the blue. Sometimes people will have health situations and they start seeing angels or, you know, so everybody's different on how they come to this. And then there are those who are very skeptical and because they've never had an experience. And and that can be really frustrating for people, but you can you know, connect with it if you'd like to.
0: Yeah, we're, we're just really scratching the surface today. I mean, you said it took you three years to write this book, and there's loads of information in there. Um, so I just want to highlight it again, Intuitive Development, How to Trust Your Inner Knowing, for guidance with relationships, health, and spirituality. And um, we'll have to come back to my the story about working in Scotland because it, it it connects with your initial feeling of the healthcare system is broken. Um, Yeah. So that's probably another whole
1: podcast. I would love to talk (laughs) about that with you. I'd love to hear your story. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, But how else can people connect with you? So obviously your book, um, you have the holistic OT community for any other occupational therapists out there. Are there, um, and you mentioned a YouTube channel can you share more about that
1: yeah so the easiest way to learn about me would be just to go to dot and there you'll see links to my youtube channel that has free meditations i also do offer um, healing health and wellness services and coaching and helping people to develop their intuition and yes the holistic ot website is holisticot.org. And I'm also the co host for New Thinking Aloud, which focuses on health and science and philosophy and spirituality with a strong emphasis on parapsychology, which intuition definitely falls into the realm of parapsychology. Awesome. And that's at newthinkingaloud.org is the foundation. And if you want to go to the YouTube channel, you could just Google that, or it's newthinkingaloud.com. We'll bring you to that YouTube channel. And it's uh, newthinking, A-L-L-O-W-E-D.com. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Emmy, thank you so much for spending your time and sharing your your insights and your knowledge and your energy and your, your love with us today.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Laurel.